Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio's Sports Center. The Aaron Rodgers era com- came to a complete halt last night as what they fear as an Achilles injury. According to his head coach, Robert Sala, quote, it's not good. The San Antonio Spurs wave guard Cameron Payne is going to give him a chance to join a contender and give him a bigger role. But up next, we're going to be joined by Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram to talk Micah, Dak, McCarthy, and more. r r in the morning gets going right now. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Hey, 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 hey good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, but we're just the hosts. You know what I mean? When we talk football, we reach out to the very best, and it's time for Clarence Hill of Fort Worth Star-Telegram to stop by for his weekly morning. Clarence, how's everything up there? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, man. Talk to us, man. I mean, you've been covering this team for a long time. I don't know. Have you ever seen a 40-0 in your time covering the team? You know, that was the uh, the biggest, most lopsided opening victory in franchise history. So, no, I've never seen it. I was never seen it. What 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 a performance. What a shutout. I mean, that's the biggest shutout in franchise history. They've never beat anybody season opener through any game that big uh, by that type of margin in a shutout victory. So, kudos to the Cowboys. What a way to get this season started. Now, they gave Minnesota a, 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 a field goal last year, but that it felt the same. But Minnesota managed to get a field goal. Remember last year, what was it, 41-3, to yeah, three, something like that? There's no doubt. You know, that, that was dominant, and, and this was is equally as dominant. But, you know, the difference, but last year, at least the offense contributed. I mean, this, this was a complete... <laughs> You know, just mastery on defense and special teams and offense. Just you know, just don't get in the way, don't mess it up, which which was great. I was trying to think over the weekend because you saw with Pittsburgh with the Fortnite right. Pittsburgh. I still think the Cowboys' victory was most impressive because Pittsburgh was not a playoff team last year. Okay, you can say what you want. Yes, going to Pittsburgh did what they did. They were not a playoff team, and then Pittsburgh did score seven points. Uh, what Dallas did to a Giants team that was a playoff team that won a playoff game, that improved their team, gave their quarterback $40 million, added one of the best tight ends in football, uh, tried to improve the offensive line, really had hope for taking the next step, for them to just smother them and step on their necks. And, and I compared it in a column today at the Star-Telegram. It was like the red wedding from the Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to bring it up. Bloodbath. That was... 
By the way, Clarence, respect. What a, what a great analogy it was. <laughs> it was a perfect reference for what was the Red Wedding. Now, what's the attitude around the building? I, I don't know. Sometimes the beating is so bad, it's not good for anybody. You know, the, you walk away going, well, everything worked. And I, I don't like that. I'd like to have some kind of trial and tribulation there. So when you, you hit the ground getting ready for the Jets, now they got Aaron Rodgers down. You wonder what the attitude is going to be around the star as they get busy for a game that appears, at least right now, to be a bit of a letdown. Okay, I'm just going to, just like the Longhorns, just like the Aggies, <laughs> they ain't want enough to get high on their horse. Okay. Just, just, like, just like the Longhorns who beat Alabama, you know, the, the Cowboys still got 20 years of frustration, okay? They, they, they have, you feel good about the win. Feel good about what you're doing. Hopefully, it's a, a step forward, but you have no reason to act like you've done anything. And how many times have the Cowboys and the Longhorns, I'm sure we'll get to at some point, done something thinking that, okay, we they've arrived and get slapped back down and get disappointed in the end. So, I mean, I think this team is hardened, especially after the losses in the playoffs last year. You know, they've been 13-3 and before. They've had great records before. They've been 12-5, and and it didn't end in nothing. So, Yes, they feel good about their win. They feel good about this defense. They think this defense has championship caliber, but they know that this is just the beginning. This is part of the journey. They, you know, they they they've already put that away. And we talked to Mike McCarthy yesterday and said everybody was sleeping on the plane. They got back at five in the morning, and they back to work getting ready for the Jets. Now, that, of course, you know when we talked to Mike yesterday, we thought that they were going to be playing a Jets team and fired up to play a Jets team. Uh, that had Aaron Rodgers, you know, another right. showdown with Mike McCarthy, another showdown with Rodgers, who has vexed the Cowboys over the years. But four plays into this great Packers career, not Packers career, but Jets career, he's done. Done and done. So what's the how do, how is Micah's outspokenness accepted amongst the staff? I know the players don't mind, Clarence. You know, the players, it is what it is that Micah's their leader. They're going to roll with it. But he's doing his little pod, he's doing his podcast. I don't want to say little. I don't want to demean it, but he's doing his podcast now. And he had a lot to say yesterday. They had the best performance. This could be a dominant defense on the way to the Super Bowl. How is Micah's outspokenness received amongst the entire organization? As long as you can walk the walk after you talk the talk. And Micah <laughs> Parsons has walked the walk since he's been here. You know, what are you, you going to tell Micah? You know, he, he works hard. He did his own thing in off season. You remember, mm-hmm. you know, he practiced away from the team and got better. I mean, he single handedly wrecked training camp. I've never, I've been covering the Cowboys since 1997, and I've watched every training camp practice by every player that's come through here since 1997. I've never seen a defender dominate training camp the way Michael Parsons dominated training camp this year. So. Yeah, they, they, they know they have a great player and you, you have different rules, different things for great players to let him do his podcast. But he's not saying anything that they don't believe in the building. They do believe they have a chance to have the best defense in the NFL. That's their goal. That's their hope. You know, they, they, uh, they had the, one of the best pass rushers, not the best pass rushers in the NFL last year. They've only added to that and now they're, they're trying to show up their run defense. And, and the beautiful thing about that defense, um, as you saw Sunday, is the depth. Look at the waves that they got after the quarterback. Look at Wanye Thomas and Bell at safety. You still haven't had Donovan Wilson. You still don't have Jordan Lewis. The cornerback group uh, duo, uh, the addition of Stephon Gilmore, my God, 
You you saw the way he played. You saw the way he ran routes with the receiver. You saw the way he makes plays on the ball. A former defensive player of the year. He still has it. I don't know how anybody lets this guy get away and, and not put him up. But the tandem of him and and uh, Diggs. Just think about last year when the Cowboys played Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when when they lost that game and everybody wants to blame that. But look, remember that secondary. You, you don't have Jordan Lewis. Okay, you don't have um, Anthony Brown goes down. Look who you were playing with in the secondary. And that was a struggle for the rest of the season. You know, that secondary without Anthony Brown, Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis hurt, you know, the depth of that secondary. Now look at the secondary. Now look at that cornerback position now with Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. I think it's as good as any duo in the in the country. You add in uh, Deron Bland, a rookie from last year, who led the team with interceptions, also got his first interception uh, to go. The, the depth in that secondary cornerback and safety is as good as in the league. That is Clarence Hill. You can take his stuff on the Fort Worth, Har- uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram every day. Great article today referring to the uh, the game and all that came out of it. A couple questions. Um, you talked about the defense, and my gosh, it gives you a lot of leeway. The uh, there's a lot of being made of the new play calling style of McCarthy, whether it's uh, you know um, safer or less Kellen Moore. Tell us about what you saw in the play calling, specifically relying on the defense to do some things that, quite frankly, your offense doesn't need to do anymore. Uh, did we see more of that than we expected, or exactly what we wanted to see out of McCarthy's new uh, uh, West Coast style play calling on offense? Well, first of all, I don't think we saw anything. Sunday yeah. Night okay. Good Cowboys, point. Right. The Cowboys were smart, unlike unlike last night. When when uh when uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and Josh Allen continues to say, "Hey, I'm going to sling this ball down the field," and throws the, and turns the ball over four times, you don't need to do that to beat the, to beat the Jets. They weren't scoring, they weren't doing anything, and even more to the point, it's it's raining. They went to a wet ball plan. You know, they were going to be more conservative. They didn't even show half as what they practiced on offense because of the weather. Uh, you got the lead, you got the defense, let's be smart, you know, don't turn the ball over, you know, so they didn't, they didn't take out half their game plan of things they planned to do, but you did see some things, certainly you saw the running game, you felt good about Tony Pollard, certainly you saw the use of Cavante Turpin as a goal linebacker. Who saw that? <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. 155-pound Cavante <laughs> Turpin. But it's about setting people up for things they plan to do later. But also getting Turpin on the field and getting the ball in his hand and find a way to get the ball in his hand because they believe he's a playmaker. They want to uh, be an explosive team. And, and, you know, Dak talked about it. We have playmakers. We have guys who can make big plays. Don't force big plays. That's that's the philosophy. If there's a philosophy, is don't force big plays. Last night was an example of we're not going to force anything. We'll take what they give us. You know, you got Cooks who came in, didn't have a big night, but his impact. He had a 37-yard penalty, uh, interference penalty. He drew a holding penalty. He drew a uh, illegal contact penalty. All first downs because of his speed. You, you you saw those types. And even at the end of the first half, when the Cowboys up twenty six nothing, I'm in the press box telling Calvin Watkins, "Just get out of here! Don't, don't, don't try to do anything special. <laughs> yeah. Don't give them no momentum. Don't do nothing stupid. Right. Turnover, give them momentum." And Mike McCarthy called the time but still aggressive, but he was calculated. He threw a deep pass up the sideline, not over the middle of it. We talked about it. yes, we're going to be aggressive, but I didn't go. He said I didn't go four wide. 
you know, but I'm going to try to take a shot because I want to score points. I got like, he likes to, he calls it the, the double double with cheese. He likes to get a touchdown <laughs> at the, at the end of the first half and one coming out the second half. That's that double double with cheese. And so he was trying to get a double double with cheese, but he was smart about it. He was, he wasn't greedy with it, but he, you know, if, if it's there, it's there. If not, we're going to go into the half with this 26. So it's about being smarter. Those are the things that, you know, I, I think at times with Keller Moore as offense coordinator last year, they weren't smart in certain situations with the lead, certainly in the Jacksonville game, even going back to the Green Bay game, running the ball and doing some things that, that didn't use the clock. So Mike McCarthy is going to be smarter. But we didn't see a lot on offense. Uh, you're disappointed with the, the, the drops by the tight ends, you know, because I think it would look a lot better. Dak's numbers look like better. But guy at least catches the wide open touchdown pass. He drops. And, you know, and and so, you know, some of those things, they have to get better, but they do like, they do like the way the tight ends block the offensive line, which got killed in training camp last year. I mean, all, not last year. This all year. camp by, by the Cowboys' defense, they didn't give up a sack. You know what? And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you that. Like, y'all asked y'all asked Mike yesterday about the tight end room, and he said he liked, he likes what's going on in the tight end room. What is What about the tight end room did he like? The blocking? Is that what we're talking about? Because – Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz was catching double-digit touchdowns. So what is he liking about the tight end room that I'm missing? I'm glad you missed. Dalton Schultz had two catches for four yards yesterday. <laughs> oh, don't start. He got C.J. Stroud, Clarence. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what, what, what a rookie got to do with two catches for four yards? He had two catches for four yards. <laughs> oh, come on, Clarence. Two, I'm just stating the fact. I, I'm going to give you the numbers. I, I, I mean, Ferguson had better numbers than that. No, what he likes about the tight end room, he says it's a young room. I like the competitiveness. I know they're going to work hard and get better. No one's happy with the drop passes, but they do like the blocking. You know, that's one thing Jonathan Schutz didn't do. They do. They want to run the ball. They need physical guys at tight end. They need to help the running game. That's what he likes. So, yes, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to put a feather in their cap for the way they blocked and helped in the run game. Certainly they have a chance. They need to be better as pass receivers, and they believe they have the players that will be better as pass receivers. Uh, so that that's what he's talking about. But, yeah, no one's happy with the four, four drop passes. Uh, a couple no things. Uh, uh, Calvin Watkins gets a double-double uh, at, at the end of every half. No, no, he's talking about McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy. He's I thought about McCarthy. I misunderstood. Yeah, no, I was McCarthy. Oh, Watkins getting a double-double, too. The funny thing, when he, when he talks about scoring at the end of the half, and then when you have the ball, you know, that's why you defer. You want to right. score right. to going in, and then when you want to score coming out. That's called a double-double. Double-double. I thought we were talking with cheeseburger cheese. with Watkins. I was like, no. man, no, the guy's no, no, looking no. pretty good shape for eating double-doubles like that. Yeah, I was talking to Calvin when he was sitting next to me at the game, and I was telling him, you know, you know, be conservative and you know, don't mess it up. And and you know, and, and so I just bring it up that that's my gotcha. philosophy. Call gotcha. Double, double, double. I, you know, and it's hard for us to digest. And we'll stay with the hamburger idea of the you know, just taking what the hand that you're dealt and just getting out of the room with a lead. You'll never go broke making a profit, and, and that's kind of what we saw happening. And let, let's look the the. I'm trying to find the term that the, that McCarthy has, the safety net that this defense provides. And getting into the manpower I'm watching on the defense, and another guy that's playing well, Wanye Thomas. When you look at teams that have ability to scout well, I, I, you know, I'm watching Pickens with the Steelers, and I go, that's just another wide receiver that they scouted that's great, and they just know how to find him. What is it about the Cowboys, DQ, Will McClay, finding these safeties that are interchangeable, that can guard slot, that can be big, that can corner? There's probably five or six of these guys on the team. Is that a very specific Dan Quinn thing, or is that something you're seeing with the league? 
No, I mean, I, I think that Dan Quinn as Will McClay, they know what they're looking for. Certainly, uh, they know the type of player they're looking for. I mean, J-Ron Kurtz was a bust. Let's be honest. Mm. You know, he, he didn't do it. He looked in his other previous stops in, in Green Bay and Detroit and other places. J-Ron Kurtz looked nothing like the player that he's in Dallas. So certainly the Cowboys have a vision for what they're looking for. A tweener. When they drafted, when they signed Marquise Bell out of Florida A&M, Last year, they had a vision for him playing a type of role. They said, this is a guy with a safety, but he also can do some linebacker things. Yeah. Because you understand that this is a defense that, that, that relies on safeties more than linebackers. They have their safeties down in the box and doing linebacker type things. That's one thing that DeMario Overshawn was going to do, even though he was a linebacker in Texas. He was a former safety. They really liked his skill set and his body to do some of those safety linebacker things. Marquise Bell is doing some of the things that they had hoped for DeMario on Overshawn. But, yeah, and he was mm. physical. He played the run, uh, played the option play, like, you know, right, right in college. And, the, and he's physical. And Wanya Thomas, another guy, physical. He had a great training camp. It was really good. They were worried about having to cut one of those safeties. And, actually, they cut the linebacker. They cut the, you yeah. know, the kid. You know, we talked about the kid out of uh, LSU, you know, who was who Jabril. Jabril. Jabril Cox to keep these safeties, you know, because they valued these safeties and the impact they, 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 and the potential they had and certainly the impact they made. I mean, they, they kept six safeties on the roster. You That's know, like keeping three. five power or a small forwards on an NBA team. But, but if they're versatile and interchangeable and do, and some, and some do some other things, they always talk about, you know, versatility and be able to do more than one thing. And, and these guys can do more than one thing, but they also can make plays. I mean, Donovan Wilson got the big contract. You know what type of player he is. They did not miss him with Bell and Wanye Thomas out there to go with Curse and 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 Malik Hooker. I mean, those and just think this is it is they were talking after the game. Some of the players were talking about after the game. You know, wait till we get Bell back. And you know, here's a guy who has a nose for the football, a nose for turnovers. Wait till you get Jordan Lewis back, and you you to mm-hmm. add to what you right. have in the secondary. Now, is um, Stephen A. and Club Shay Shay and your boy Keyshawn and Michael Irvin, are they going to get on Josh Allen like they would ride Dak if he had four turnovers? I, I don't know. And, uh, and I know Emmanuel Acho was, you know, trying to play both ends. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Cowboy fans wouldn't do that. If you watched him on Twitter last night, uh-huh. yeah, Cowboy fans have a point. You were part of the problem, too, sir. <laughs> You, 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 your show did the same thing, sir. You were part of the problem. And, and my thing is, like, I, 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 I try to tell y'all in camp, we have this talk. And... I'm not excusing Dak's turnovers, mm-hmm. and I know that there were, you know, he needed to improve. But people had lost their minds about Dak's turnovers and did not have the same attitude toward other people with turnovers. Whether it was the guy who led the league in turnovers last year or the year before, you know, the focus on Dak's turnovers has been something like I've never seen before. And and this is and Josh Allen is a case in point. Josh Allen has led the league in turnovers since 2018. Josh Allen has had actually had more turnovers in terms of fumbles and interceptions than Dak Prescott last year. But we never saw mm. daily referendums on ESPN about Dak about Josh Allen's turnover problem. It was only Dak. It feels like it, it got to the point that it has Cowboy fans flummoxed that that's all he does. I, you know how many times I come and encounter Cowboy fans and all they bring well Dak needs to quit turning the ball over. Like he don't really turn the ball over like that. You know, it's a narrative that's just, that's that's grown into something that that it shouldn't be. For me, when you watch Allen last night, it was reckless, just downright. You're just reckless. You don't give a damn. You just you're just slinging it. I never have felt like that about Dak. Not once did I ever feel like Dak was just outright reckless. I think sometimes I think the narrative was it was you know we'd rather have reckless than inept. 
Like, at least Allen's trying to make a play and he's trying to thread the needle and it looks awful. But we'll rectify that, the Brett Favre syndrome. But we'd rather have a Dak Prescott who's, you know, making the appropriate throw, just not appropriately well. Or the route's not run appropriately to the throw, whatever the case may be. That seems to stick in our mind far more than the reckless, just sling it deep and hope for a play stuff that Allen's trying. Yeah, he was that reckless. Now, there were times last year when he was trying to make a play. And that's, that's why I emphasized early on that that's been the focus. Don't force big plays. You know, let, let the plays come to you. You have big play players. This team has more team speed than they've had any, at any point in a long time. you got players that can make big plays. You get the ball in their hands, which is why they, again, Turpin and, and Cooks and CD, and, and they got players that can make plays, and, 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 and Tony Pollard. Just get the ball in their hands. Don't force anything. Don't force big plays that you don't have to do. And one, there was one play that, you know, we talked yesterday uh, that uh, – Schottenheimer, the offense coordinator, talked about the, the play to the tight end in the end zone, the back of the end zone that almost got picked. And he was like, it was a, and he fell off. That, that was a play that he probably didn't want to, would want to have back. But outside of that, there, there was nothing else that you would question on the decision on the throw that Dak made yesterday or Sunday, excuse me. I, you know, and another thing you brought up, you know, to kind of shift gears here, Clarence, um, you know what I said after Saturday, after six o'clock in Tuscaloosa? It's about damn time they beat somebody. You, Texas. You're supposed to have a signature win once a year. I can't believe the Texas fans was throwing a parade on 6th Street for finally winning the big game. Stop it, man. What? Yes, thank stop you. Stop, stop. He's been no, doing no, this no, for no, two no, days, no. man. What? Don't, don't do this, man. <laughs> thank what you, me. First of all, I was in T-Town. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> you know, what a weekend. You don't even understand the weekend I had. But I was in Tuscaloosa Saturday night, and then I got on a plane and flew to New York. And barely made it because there was rain in New York. They had a ground stop. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to make this game. But I was in T-Town. What an experience. What, what a college football scene. What a college football town. I've never seen that. You know, and I've, you know that it, it, it was a special, special atmosphere. And I, I hear what you're saying. It's about time. Right. You still got to do it. And it hasn't okay. been done. And it certainly hasn't been done to Alabama. Tell me when the last time Alabama lost at home to a non uh, to a non-conference opponent. Been okay. a while. Show me how many former Saban assistants beat him at home. And, and tell me who does it by double digits. Okay? That was something to feel good about, sir. This is a team that two years ago, you know, Sark's team had a lot of leads and blew them in the fourth quarter. Okay? Saturday night... As well as Texas has played, fourth quarter, they score a touchdown, Alabama takes the lead. You know there was some butts tight at all <laughs> and everywhere else because of the history. Okay, here we go again. You're yeah, playing well, but now they're going to come get us. Going back to last year, they had to lead to dominate the game. They lost in the fourth quarter. Texas dominated the fourth quarter. So much for three minutes left of the game. We're all on the sideline. Everybody's chanting Alabama so mad. Uh, they dominated the fourth. Texas was a better team. They were the more physical team. They were the more athletic team. And really, if not, if you know, two drop touchdown passes earlier, it probably would have been even a bigger blowout. So yeah, Texas should feel good. It's still just one game. It's still two games into the season. I didn't like the fact that they were smoking cigars in the locker room. Like what? They were I didn't know that. The championship. You didn't what? know that? No. Quinn Ears is yeah. Quinn Ears smoking cigars in the locker room. Hey, Joe you know, Burrow, like, calm down, like, Quinn. Channel Joe Burrow. <laughs> And you know, like after he has a chance to, I. But but they enjoyed it. They moved on. You got they better have moved on. 
you you enjoy it and move on. But yeah, they have they have a right to enjoy it, man. Okay. All the grief you guys have put on Texas. Texas is back. Oh, Texas is back. Texas ain't back. Texas ain't done nothing since back left. Texas, Texas, Texas. No, they ain't. <laughs> Clarence is back and he'll be back every Tuesday. Check all of his stuff at Fort Worth Star Telegram. Follow him on Twitter. If you're a Cowboy fan, you're already doing it. And if you're not, go ahead and jump on the boat. Hey, Clarence, thanks for stopping Appreciate by, man. It's you, always man. a pleasure. Hey, man, thank you, man. I want to say hi to all of my people in San Antonio every Tuesday. Listen to me.